welcome to that American football show powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Today, we have another guest from the European League of Football joining us for our Elf Ballers series. Joining us is former James Madison University, Marshall University, Tennessee Tech, and the two times X League champions. Fujitsu Frontiers quarterback Michael Birdsong. Pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, of course, you guys. Appreciate you guys having me. So let's let's get this started off. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into American football and about about where you've played so far and where it all began. Uh, it all began as a little kid. Obviously, I picked up the sport at five years old and uh, haven't really stopped since. Uh, you know, played all throughout Little League every year, never missed a season. Um, then, obviously, high school and college. Like I said, I bounced around a few colleges. Uh, started my career off at James Madison University. Uh, played as a true freshman. Started my entire sophomore year there. Uh, coaching change happened uh, at the end of that year. New head coach got brought in. Um, offense changed. They brought a quarterback in that kind of fit that offense a little bit better. Um, fortunately, I had a good year. I had the opportunity to transfer up. Uh, and I went and played at Marshall University, um, sat out my red. I, so I ended up using my red shirt there my junior year because uh, I had to when you transfer up in college rules, at least then. Now you can do it and you don't have to sit out. Um, the next year, got the starting job, got hurt. Um, and a freshman, Chase Litton, came in and played great. You know, he ended up being a three year starter there and. Uh, Got uh, picked up by the Chiefs and was on the Chiefs practice squad. I think he's with uh, I think he's in the CFL now. Um, so after that, finished up at Tennessee Tech. Uh, that was my final year of college football, and it was a really good. Uh, I grew a lot that year. It was uh, working on my master's, so school was kind of a little bit less. Uh, you're only taking two or three classes, so you can focus more of your time on football. And I really had a really good year, surrounded by really good coaching staff, and they really taught me a lot about the game. Um, from that point, um, bounced around, was with Seattle Seahawks rookie camp, uh, went down to New Orleans Saints for veterans camp, and none of it really worked out uh, in the end. And I uh, actually stopped playing football for six, seven, eight months and uh, got a regular job and uh, realized that wasn't for me. Come a few months doing that, I'm like, man, I got to get back on the gridiron, start playing again, uh, signed a contract with the BC Lions in Canada. Uh, that was in December or January, you know, so I've been working for a little bit. And then after that, uh, went out to Vancouver in June, May or June, uh, went through camp with them and then ended up getting cut and then went to Fujitsu, went all the way out to Tokyo and started playing over there and got a little taste of the overseas ball. And fortunately, Fujitsu was a powerhouse when I when I went there, they were already winning. I was just basically plug and play. Colby Cameron was the quarterback before me there. I uh, just won two championships in a row. So I decided to go in basically and not screw it up, you know, just <laughs> carry on, carry the torch that he's leaving. Um, we did that, won two championships over there and, uh, you know, a couple league awards and all that good stuff. And it's been a, it's been a crazy ride from, from the start, but it's one I wouldn't trade for anything. And now obviously we're in Germany in the LF. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more interesting routes we've seen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how would you compare the quality of play at the moment in Europe with the European players and the other Americans compared to the US and Japan? 
So I think um, obviously the biggest difference between American football played in America versus everywhere else is the depth and the knowledge of the game. You know, yeah. I've been playing since I was five. Almost all Americans that I know, we all started playing. Before we were 10 years old, we were playing organized football, competitive tackle. Um, so, you know, you just learn from a very early age the rules to the game, what to do, what not to do, how to tackle, how not to tackle, angles. Um, you know, and that's probably one of the bigger things is when you're growing up, you realize other guys are faster or slower. You figure out the angles that you need to take if you're a defender to, you know, make the tackle or not. Um, and then – Obviously, with so many people playing in America, you have depth. You have roster depth. That's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed, even with Japan. And here, depth is not really – not a huge thing. I mean, you got your first – you got your starter string or your starters, and then after that, um, the quality can can drop a little bit, you know. And depending on who you're with, it can drop dramatically. Um, I know in Japan – we were we had a really good system there. It was kind of like a college structure, in my opinion. Um, you know, we were getting really good coaching every day or, you know, three times a week. Um, everybody's getting a lot of reps, so the depth was decent, but there was still a drop, you know. Um, here, I think the, the vision of the league is obviously to get to that point where you can have depth. Because if you don't have depth, you're not going to be able to sustain yeah. a quality season, quality football on the field. I mean – we, I went down this year uh, for three games and a few other guys were down because we had four weeks to prepare before the first game. So injuries are going to happen. Um, and we went one and four. We lost two games, in my opinion, that we had no business losing. Um, and we just got one of those wins back yesterday or this past weekend against Stuttgart. And we played Cologne next week. So we'll have another opportunity to, you know, revenge that loss as a full healthy team. Um and I'm sure other teams are the same way. You know, we just placed, uh, played Berlin two weeks ago, and they were banged up. They were not the same team that we saw the first week in the season because they were missing guys, and it showed. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest keys is the depth and trying to build not just your starters, but you got to build backups because yeah. they're going to play. Football is a physical sport. Your people are going to get hurt, even if it's a tweak, a sprained ankle. They're going to miss a week. Yeah. But if you don't have somebody who can plug in and play – the play, the product on the field is going to drop and it's not going to look good. And that's what it's about. It's about raising the, instead of the ceiling of the stars, it's about getting the floor up there. Good level. Exactly. You nailed it. I mean, that, that's the key there. I mean, you can have dominant Americans come in, but at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, that's just one player. You got 10 other guys around you and they need to, we need to bring them up. And I think uh, yeah. man's doing a really good job at that, in my opinion. I mean, you watch their national teams. They don't lose to anybody other than the United States and maybe Canada every now and again. Uh, but they're beating every other team in the world because they're, they have high school football now. They have college football, competitive, high-quality college football. Um, and obviously the X League is – they're getting them to start coming in now and they're getting more commitment to it. Um, and what they do is only two, four imports per team. So everybody's Japanese. So everybody gets their level of play elevated. Um, and it's, it's really cool over there. Now, I think with the ELF, I like the ELF's vision. They're trying to grow. They're trying to get bigger. And it's a global thing, obviously, or a continental thing. Um, so you can kind of play, with, play around with it a little bit more and get guys from each little country and uh, elevate it that way. And obviously, the talent in the ELF, there's more individual talent in this league 
than I would say there is in the X League. Just the X League has more complete teams because of depth. Because – and they've been playing for years together. I mean, I went to Fujitsu. They had already won two championships, and it's the same team. You know, so you're just plugging a few guys in each year. So hopefully the LF, you know, they get a few years into this. Now you, you quit changing coaches. Major parts of your team aren't moving every year. You know, you get established, you build rapport, yep. team chemistry, all that good stuff. So I think uh, that's the end goal. And you, you touched on injury. I mean, yourself, you were injured for three games, you said, and uh, we were talking on the, on the other podcast before saying if you were in those games, there's a good chance that the Kings would have won each one of those games with how you perform. Um, so, so how are you doing now from coming out of the injury? Uh, I feel good. You know, obviously it's uh, it's a kind of a lingering thing from seasons in the past, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to go out there and perform and my old line's doing a tremendous job of keeping me upright and not, not making me run around the field. That really helps, you know. The good thing about the quarterback position, if you can keep me in the pocket, well, I can play with basically any lower body injury as long as I don't have to run. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm moving around enough to where, you know, they get some leakage. I can run around and do what I need to do. I think I had two carries this past game, you know. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're doing a great job of keeping me upright. And if they can keep doing that, then we'll keep rolling. And how does your routine differ being in Germany compared to in the U.S.? Is it is there as much training? Is it just a different schedule in total? It's just a different schedule entirely. I mean, yeah. obviously in the States, you know, one, you get paid a lot more. So your commitment is truly just to that. I mean, you have one job and one job only, and that is to stay in shape year round and be ready constantly. Um, here, obviously, it's a little different. And, you know, guys are working jobs. Half your team's working another job. Yeah. So you can't practice every day um, because they have, they have to, you know, live. You know, and uh, so obviously that's a little different. The physio, the physio setups, obviously not as good. When you're in college, you know, you're getting treatment twice a day. You know, over here, you get in twice a week. That's a good week. Um, so it's it's definitely different when it comes to that. And I think that's where, you know, I was talking with the Zume and I always talk to my head coach. That's where we need to go to. The X League was nice because they played every other week. So with the three three day practice schedule, but you got every other week, and now guys can get healthy because they they know they don't have the physio set up uh, to where they can get it in every day and get guys back because they're also working. So they give the week break, so now guys can recover. Um, here you're playing every week, and if you're playing every week and you want guys to be on the field every week, then you better be getting physio every day because that's what it takes. And if you're not, then guys are going to miss, and the product on the field isn't going to be what it could be, what it should be. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest differences between like the routine, um, training is training, you know, weight training, you know, everybody, you can only live two or three times a week, um, in season, in my opinion, because you got to rest, you got to recover. Um, but the biggest thing is the physio, you know, getting physical therapy, getting treatment and getting your injuries healed. And in the, in the States, like I said, it's, it's twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Yeah. Now, I remember in college, I'd wake up at 5, 6 a.m., go get treatment, go eat, go to class, go get treatment again, go to practice, get treatment again after practice. I mean, that's just the routine. It is what it is. And then NFL is the same thing. Um, so that, that's probably the biggest thing, and that's why guys can play week in and week out. And don't they get a, they get a banged-up injury? Well, in three days, they're going to be okay because they've got nine treatments. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there, there are quite a few American players in the league as well as Europeans, and you, you have played in a, a variety of different 
different countries. Um, is there anyone you've played with or against before? And is there anyone who you you're looking at looking forward to going up against? Um, I don't know if there's anybody I played. There's nobody I well, obviously Omi is on my team. I played against him in the X League, so I can't wait to get him back. Um, he was <laughs> he was great in the X League, and he's been doing great in this league too when he when he's healthy. Uh, one quarterback who I actually went to college with for one year, he came to James Madison, and when they switched the coaching changes, he left. Also, Lucas O'Connor replaced for uh, the Panthers. Um, so me and him, we know each other from college and, uh, we're, we're good, you know, we're buddies and everything. So I'm looking forward to playing those guys again at the end of the year. They got us in week two. So hopefully we'll see what happens in week. Uh, I guess that'll be week 12 last game. So I'm looking forward to that one. He's surprised how well the ELF has taken off with fans and the engagement that the fans have had with the game. Um, I'm not going to say I'm super surprised because I came over here with the intentions. I left a good league to come to this league because mm. I, I, I liked the vision that they had. And I thought it was a great idea. I think, uh, you know, in my opinion with the, with the X league, it's very in-house, you know, they don't really want, they're not really pushing out content. Uh, but definitely not in English. I mean, my dad could only watch some games and every game was in Japanese and you couldn't never watch the championship games because they wouldn't broadcast them outside of the country. Um, so, you know, the ELF wants their marketing, they're pushing everything out. And it's like I said, it's a continental league. I mean, we just signed the deal with Brazil. So really it's a global league. We got yeah. Japanese players and we were going to have Shida from China on our team. I mean, they're really trying to push, um, all of that. Sorry. What was the initial question? Rambling. <laughs> and well, the fans take into it. You're Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, our fans here in Leipzig, they've been great. I was talking to Lazume after the Berlin game, and he, we, we have the best fans. Um, the energy they bring, I think that was a real shock uh, for really everybody. I mean, I think uh, the Leipzig fans, they're, they're great. And obviously, we went to Warclaw. They had a great fan base when we were over there in week two. Um, obviously, we're about to have a lot of stretch of away games. We'll go to Cologne. We'll go to Hamburg. So, we'll see what's going on over there. Um, but, yeah, from every game has been – Really great, especially with the COVID and everything going on, the restrictions that are happening, even to get the turnout that's happening and the support. It seems like every club's got their got their fans there, their little crew who's who's showing up to every game and really turning up. So I hope uh, hopefully that continues and hopefully it, it builds as we get out of this COVID scenario and more people can show up. Yeah. It's a really it's a really obvious thing to say, but the fact that the quality on the field has been really good. As yeah. well, the fact that the fans are still watching. It's not like they saw the first game and they're like, eh, that was okay. But, you know, it's, it's kept it's it's, kept the script. I agree, man. It's been, like I said, I, I kind of thought I, – I was hoping for that. I was definitely – that was my envision when I came here. And coming from the X League, which is considered to be, by a lot of people, the best league in the world outside of, obviously, the NFL and CFL, uh, I'm, I, the ELF's on their heels in year one. Yeah. Um, and you talk about, like I said, pure individual talent. There's more here in this league than there is there. Now, teams, I mean, Fujitsu, Obi, Panasonic, they're powerhouses. You know, they've had guys who've been playing together for 10 years. You got to, you got to, you can't compete with that until you get a few years under your belt, in my opinion. But talent wise, you're, they're going to go out there and they would compete against those teams right away. And any given Sunday, football, you never know who's going to win, especially, I mean, you look at our league. I mean, technically, two weeks ago, we were one and four, the worst team in the league. I would take our team over a lot of those teams in the X League. Uh, maybe not the top three, but, you know, the the level of players is only going to improve, especially when next year when 
a lot of folks, they didn't think the LF was going to get off the ground this year, especially with COVID and everything. So a lot of good players who are in the GFL or the Swedish league and the Finnish league, they didn't come because they just didn't think that would happen. They wanted to see it happen first. So I think next year there's going to be a pretty big jump next year, especially when it comes to just the quality of the G players and the E players, because they're going to be, I think they're going to want in. And why wouldn't you? I think you're right. I think we were all a little bit cynical when we first heard about the league and how quickly it was like we hadn't heard about it. The next thing you know, there was like fixtures in a month's time. And we were like, that's way too quick. That is not going to work. But totally, totally worked. Yeah, they're making it work, man. And and I think uh, I love the marketing they're doing. I think that's one of the biggest It's They're putting it everywhere. So it's keeping the excitement going. I mean, they're putting out highlights every single day. They're keeping the fans drawn in. I think that's a really big thing. If, if you want to build this thing, it all starts with that. Because obviously the product on the field has to be good, which I think so far has proven that. I mean, Barcelona, who was one of the worst teams in the league, just took Hamburg to the fourth quarter. Then they just beat Cologne this past week, who was the second team in the South Division. I mean, things are turning and things are moving in the right direction. And it's, it seems like a very highly competitive game. I'm, I'd say the biggest blowout was when we lost Hamburg 55 to nothing. Other than that, there hasn't been a tremendous blowout of that level. You know, I think uh, Barcelona, I mean, uh, Frankfurt had a big one here the other week too, where they beat somebody pretty bad. But, you know, again, you can, I, I would say that there was probably some injuries involved in that one as well. So um I think that's the biggest thing. The product on the field and the marketing they're doing right now is just it's off the chain. It's really driving the driving the viewership. Yeah, and it's so like like you say that they originally there's there was like a clear top three, but yeah. you guys, the dragons and the centurions, it completely flipped the script and it's it's engaging to watch. Correct, and that's what you want. You know, I think uh, once again, I keep going back to the X leagues. That's the only league that I played in outside of the states. You knew who was going to be in the championship in that league. It's either Fujitsu, Pana, or Obik. One of those three are going to win year in and year out. I don't care what any other team's doing. IBM gets in there every now and again, but they're not going to beat Fujitsu, Pana, or, or, or Obik. In this league, it seems like, yeah, Frankfurt or Hamburg, you know, they're kind of the top dogs, but it's like you got all these other people who are right there on their heels. And any given Sunday, you never know what can happen. And there's enough talent on any team that – you know, if you get loose and you make a big play, the game flips and who knows what can happen. So speaking of where, where the league's going, obviously expansion's been a, a very big topic. Yeah. Um, is there a cities that you've been to that you like you really wanted to go and was really fun? And is there any cities you want to get a team so you get a visit? Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I, this is my first time ever in Europe. So any city is cool with me. I'm, I'm down to go anywhere. <laughs> uh but I, I hope that I'd like to see London get a team. I think it'd be really good uh, to get a football franchise there. There's clear excitement there. I mean, they get an NFL game there basically every year now. Um, and obviously, it might not. It's not going to be to that level yet. But they like football clearly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we should get a team there. And I'd like to see one. I think Austria would be a great team to get. They have great football in Austria. And I personally, if Austria gets a team next year, the league better watch out because they might be the best team if they get a team. Um, because the Austrian football is, it's on a, it's on a really high level and they only play with two Americans on the team. So now you're going to add 12 imports to their teams. I mean, they're going to be legit in my opinion. Um, so I think that would be really good for the league. Um, and then the other two, I, I don't really care. I'd like to see them outside of Germany. Um, so maybe Amsterdam or a team in Paris or, you know, get one up in Sweden or Finland, uh, yeah. cause they got good football up there as well. I think uh, obviously all that might just come down to finances and, you know, 
traveling and all that stuff. So I'm sure they're looking at that and see what that'll take. But um, I think if uh, with all the teams in Germany, obviously every team's going to have what 30 homegrown players, basically. So 30 from your country. Um, so if you keep adding teams to Germany, well, you're spreading out the German talent. In my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you should uh, start adding the other teams to the other countries and get some of these guys. Maybe they want to go back home and play for their, you know, their home team. Um, I mean, it would suck for us if they get a team in France because we got a few French, uh, <laughs> few good French ballers. But, you know, I'd be happy for them if they at least got an opportunity to possibly go join that team. Um, so I think that would be a wise move in terms of not spreading the, uh, the German players too thin with the German teams. Yeah, and going back to this year, so you guys now, you've got, what, three games remaining? So you've got uh, the Centurions, the Sea Devils, and then you mentioned you've got the Panthers last, which is obviously a massive, massive game. Would you say your playoff hopes are in your hands now? 100%. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the schedule. If we went out, we're in. Um, Yeah. Obviously, right now, we're just still taking it game by game. We're trying to build back and keep everybody healthy and just keep building on what we're doing right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to have a big picture goal in mind. And the big picture goal is we were supposed to, we want to go five and zero in the second half of the season. We went one and four. And I, I think everybody, when we're fully loaded, we have an opportunity that we can play with anybody in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal is to go five and zero, and we get, we've started off well, we get this bye week, get a little rest. And like I said, it starts with the Cologne, but big picture, that last game's going to be a big one. And we had a we had a, a teammate of yours on a few weeks ago, uh, Alpha Jallo. Uh, we, we reached out to him and got a, a question off him for you. So his question to you is, who's your favorite target? <laughs> I knew he'd say something like that. Well, I don't know. If he comes on the offensive side of the ball a little bit more, it might be him. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, fortunately, you know, Coach Armstrong did such a great job with uh, with recruiting. And he, you know, we were kind of in this from the, from the beginning. I think he – so he was in Stockholm. And uh, when Ingolstadt got dropped from the league, that was a team I was originally signed with. Um, I was kind of just in no man's land, had no place to go really, because by the time they dropped, every other team had signed a quarterback. Um, so it really didn't matter what would happen. So he was in Stockholm, reached out to him, and then he ended up getting the job in Leipzig. So when he came in, we kind of talked about how we wanted to build the team and what the thoughts are. And he went straight for the receivers and Obviously, that was a big selling factor for me because I got a bunch of weapons and a bunch of a bunch of toys I can throw the ball around to. I mean, arguably one of the best receivers on the team isn't even the knee or an egg. Tim the Canoodle is a G. You know oh, what I mean? So good. Um, I mean, he's he's been a real dark horse for us. Um, obviously, everybody sees the name Dab Dable, and then you got Omi, you got Jaleel, you got Alpha, and little Timmy. Everybody's sleeping on him always, and he's out there tearing it up and having a great season. So he needs to keep that up and. Uh, you know, one guy who we just got on the roster from Dresden a few weeks ago, Anton, he's a tight end. He's been playing great. He's really changed our offense and, and what he's able to do with his run blocking and getting out into the flats and, and catching the ball down the field a little bit too. So there's a lot of weapons. It's hard to pick, to be honest. And <laughs> alpha acid, so it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> so you've experienced a wide variety of cultures, obviously German, Japanese, Virginia. Yeah. What's been your favorite experience off the field and what's the weirdest experience you've had? Um, favorite experience would probably definitely have to be my last year of college at Tennessee Tech. Um, the coaching I got from them, uh, Justin Riscotti was my offensive coordinator. He actually played quarterback on the national championship team 
for James Madison in 2004. So we kind of knew each other um, because his head coach was my head coach at JMU as well before that, Mickey Matthews. Um, so he was great. Uh, he was my OC and Marcus Satterfield was my head coach. Um, he is now the OC at University of South Carolina. Um, and Justin's with the Denver Broncos uh, coaching on their staff. So the experience I had with those two guys, I mean, my game just exploded. It, you know, and you look at the stats, it wasn't like it was anything crazy, but my completion percentage went way up. My knowledge of the game just went through the roof because I'm in the office with them every day. I'm basically a player coach, um, which is what I have been basically now for the last ever since I left college. But it all started right there and everything that I learned right there. I mean, I still use plays. I have that playbook. I still use a lot of those plays from that in the, in the playbook that we use here uh, with the Kings. So that was definitely my, my most favorite one for sure. And this one's nice here in Leipzig because, I mean, I'm basically the OC. So with me and Coach Armstrong, he just kind of throws his little ideas at me. And if they stick, they stick. Um, like, you know, it's uh, one of my players was saying, it's like, it's basically like Madden free out there, right? And I'm just calling <laughs> I'm like, yeah, basically. And then, uh, you know, every now and again, Coach Armstrong will throw his coaching suggestion play in there, and usually it's a touchdown. So I'm like, it's just the best book of us. <laughs> and then, obviously, you've had many, many moments in your career. What is the moment that you are most proud of? Oh, man. Um, probably, that's a tough one. There's been a lot. I would say probably uh, – winning the championships in, in, in Japan, uh, especially that first one, you know, definitely felt a lot of pressure when I went to that team the first go around. I mean, I'm following basically the legend of the X League, a great college quarterback in Colby Cameron. Um, so there was a lot of – I felt a lot of pressure in just having to make sure we win again because it's the same team except you're just replacing the quarterback. Um, so to be able to get that championship, I think we went undefeated. Um, had a good year. I had a great team and we won it. And that was probably the best one. Um, yeah, definitely probably had to be that. Solid, solid. Uh, and so for our last couple of questions, they are just a silly, silly couple ones. Uh, uh, we're putting you on a situation. You are on a desert island for a year and you get to bring one of each of the following. All right. So you get to bring one meal that you just have on demand. Okay. What is it? Probably pizza. Pizza, what yeah. kind of pizza? I'm a simple guy, pepperoni. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to bring one musical album with you. Ooh. Whiskey Myers Mud. Ooh, that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe normally knows every single album that's said, and he doesn't know that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it a listen, man. It's a good one. Um, you got to bring one celebrity with you. Um, they can be from the past. They cannot? They can. They can. Brett Favre, yeah. Yeah, so it's been training for a year. <laughs> exactly, you know, we'll get some good get some good training and come back ready to go. I think it was Zach Edwards from the Dragons said he'd bring Tom Brady, so two similar answers. <laughs> um, you get to watch one sports team whilst you're on the island. Uh, the Washington uh, football team. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> um, and outside of water you get to bring one drink well if I'm locked on an island for a year probably should be rum right I mean that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, amazing. Thank you so much for answering all our questions, Michael. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out for uh, friends, family, anything like that? Uh, I'd give a shout out to the Leipzig Kings fans. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys there on the last game of the season. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be off for all the marbles and for that playoff spot. So we're going to need all your support and, uh, and making that stadium as loud and as crazy as it can be. And is there any kind of social medias they can find you on? We'll make sure we link you everywhere we've got. Yeah, uh, Instagram is probably really the main one I use. Uh, it's birdsong underscore M. Um, that's basically the only one I use. Facebook is not really a thing for me, and nor is Twitter. <laughs> no worries. We'll link that, so make sure you give Michael a follow. Um, if you need to find any of our stuff, you can find it on our social medias, which are Joe. Yeah, our Twitter and Instagram is at TAFS underscore UK, and our Facebook is that American Football Show. Uh, you can also find us on our YouTube or our website. Just Google that American Football Show. You'll find it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you are leaving us feedback if you want uh, to do anything, if you want any specific players on, let us know. Uh, Michael, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, wish you nothing but for the best for the rest of the season. We'll be watching with eager eyes and hoping we see you in the playoffs. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you head over and check out our friends at UK Sports for all your NFL and the coming games.